Welcome to The Daily Influence, where our mission is to deliver a daily dose of positive influence that can uplift you personally or be shared within your sphere of influence. While not every episode may directly apply to your unique circumstances, we strive to provide insights and inspiration relevant to most people's daily, weekly, and monthly lives. Whether you are tuning in during the morning, noon, or night, The Daily Influence is here for you. Listen, share, and embrace the power of influence in your life. Hey everybody, Brian Smith here, and it is time to dive into the deep chapter of our book, Who Am I? And within that chapter, there are a lot of categories that we're going to go through. I'm going to set the foundation for Who Am I? It's one of the most difficult things I've ever done. It probably or could be one of the most difficult things that a lot of people do is trying to learn or understand the question of who am I? And why is that important? Why is it important to know who you are and where you might have come from and what your foundation is built of? And when we're talking about influence and why we have the influence we have, why we do with the influence that we have, why we react the way we do, why we go fast, why we don't slow down, all the difficulties that we've talked about, why we can't be intentional, why do we communicate the way we do? All of it comes and stems from who am I? Carl Jung noted that, or made a statement that, our vision will become clear only when you can look into your own heart. Who looks outside dreams? Who looks inside awakes? We hope that this episode and the coming episodes within this who am I part of our work will help you come awake. You'll have some takeaways that will help you have some more clarity and understanding of who you are and why and why we believe you are so important, why your influence is so important. Up till age 30, I never really reflected on who I was. You know, I just went through life like we've been talking about, going fast, head down, get done what I can Uh, A lot of self-centered purposes. Yes, I still worked for my family, but I was still fairly egotistical. Which, by the way, is the chapter that we're working on right now. It's not just who am I, but is understanding our ego. And I learned when I did slow down at 30 where that came from. I contemplated the influences of my foundation. I got back to my childhood And a clarity came. There was an awakening for me that my childhood doesn't define me, but it laid a foundation of who I am today. By the way, uh, those of you that can see me on uh, YouTube might note that I'm checking notes. This topic of who who I am is pretty deep. It can trigger some negative memories, as it did for me, and you'll learn. It can trigger negative emotions, as it did for me. If you get there and it does that for you, we can't urge you enough. Get help. Get a third party. party, Go to a therapist. Talk to somebody about this. Somebody that you trust. Somebody that is objective. Somebody that's licensed if you need it that can help you with some of the things that may come out of this who am I contemplation. Our goal here is to make this healthy, a healthy, positive influence for you. Unfortunately, getting there sometimes can be a tad um, upsetting. Uh, So my past is filled with so many different emotions, 
joy, sorrow, regret, anticipation, love, loss, anger, embarrassment. And all of these emotions came out as I dived into this who am I uh, discussion. And then it made me think, who do I want to be? When I learned who I am, then I was like, well, who do I want to be? Do I want to be this person? Have I thought about being a different person? And it started to really just make me think more positively and introspectively about myself. It wasn't that long ago uh, that I had a client's team asked me, it was a big client, 100-year-old client, you know, why do you do what you do? It's like, well, it's what I like to do. And they wouldn't take that for an answer. They thought that it had to be something much more deep, much more detailed. Um, because of what I do for a living and what we have built over our time, they just couldn't understand how I would want to sit with a group of people in a room and just talk about their problems and talk about how to help them have a better organization that was already 100 years old. They just didn't get it. Why didn't we have somebody else doing this? Why wasn't it another team member, one of our, te our employees, one of our contractors? And when I work with people, they always get something from me. That's my goal. Even before I understood who I was, that was my goal. In the old days, before I understood myself a little better, I think I was driven more by what I got from that feeling, okay? How it made me feel. That's where I started to understand and think about ego. I would do things to make myself feel better. I would do them the best I could, but it wasn't really back then for them. It was for me. And that's not bad. It's not bad. But that can grow into a larger ego problem when all we do, our goals are only for self. And even though we might do them well, if it's just for self, it's still not quite what it could be. The advantages of it, the opportunities of it, aren't just quite what they could be. That came really into view for me one time when we had a client who came in and wanted our help. And he shared with us that he was the best leader, so good at what he was doing. He had all of these financial documents, yet he couldn't pay his bills, he couldn't pay his employees, and he couldn't grow his company. But he sat there in front of us and told us how great he was. And he had it all spread out for us on these really good-looking documents that looked really good. However, you can't pay the bills off documents. You can make yourself feel better. You can look at numbers. You can manipulate numbers. You can manipulate situations. And if you're a person that manipulates your reality and your perception to make yourself feel better, then you've probably got an ego issue. You've got an understanding issue and you need to slow down. We told this client what he needed to do, what we could do to help him. And he left. Two months later, he came back, re-engaged with us. And he was humbled by the reality of his decisions. He was humbled by what happened to him himself and to his company. He was more humbled by how negatively uh, he looked to other people. And he needed that to be fixed. If that's the motivation, it's okay. If it takes shock and awe to get us to understand who we are, 
that's okay. Oftentimes, shock and awe is the one thing that can snap us out of our ego issues, can get us to actually focus on who we are and who we want to be. It can get us to slow down and be more introspective of the type of person we are. Ego is purely human. The things we've just talked about are purely human. They are the things that can get in the way. They drive our personality. They drive how we communicate. They drive our perceptions. Uh, ego can be complementary or it can be damaging. And our ego is one of the most difficult things to understand, also one of the most difficult things for us to control. Ego's Ego is your sense of identity. Uh, it can help and hinder you. Um, it's your self-esteem. And for some, it's your self-worth. Ego is so powerful. It's such a powerful thing that humans have to deal with. And uh, perceptions can play a huge huge factor in what and how we address our egos, but also how others see us. Um, how we act one way on camera or off camera is how Renee liked to put it in the foreword of our book. But uh, our ego is driven by many, many factors. Um, and it creates for many of us multiple personas. We can be one person out with certain people. We can be another person with other people. And ego can make us very different. Um, and it can create complexity and confusion uh, with people. It can be the deciding factor of why we do well or the deciding factor of why we don't do well. I have an example of it. We used to have uh, an associate who was amazing. He's probably one of the smartest advisors that I've been able to work with. And on the outside, he was polished. Uh, everything that everybody saw was polished. And um, he dressed well, he looked well, um, he articulated well. But he was a complete mess behind the scenes. The biggest example I have of this is he drove a really nice car. And on the outside of that car, it was always, always clean. But if you ever got in his car, it would look like a tornado went off. There were other parts of his life that were just like it. All the private parts of this person's life were a mess. All the public parts of this person's life were polished and clean and crisp. And there's a lot of people out there that are going through this. They have this difficulty. They've created this this persona of themselves that they have to hold themselves up to. And when we do that, our ego gets in the way and it makes us do things and act potentially in very negative ways. The contrasts that we have to go through because of our ego are some of the most challenging things that you might have to deal with. They're the most challenging things that I have to deal with. So as you go through understanding your ego and what do you want to do with it? Well, you need to understand what's driving those things. We talk about going to root cause, understanding why you are being that way. What is it that you really want from these experiences? The experiences with people, the experiences with how you dress, how you outwardly perform. 
So it's really important if you want to grow that you need to face the demons that come from that. You have to look introspectively. For me, I had to go back to when I was a child. Why was I so insecure around people? What is it that I had to do or that I felt that I had to do to overcome the insecurities? Why did I feel like I had to blow myself up in my early days and try to outwardly look the best that I can? And I learned it came from my childhood. I moved so many times in my first uh, 15 years uh, of life. I think it was nine times and all over the country. And it created this insecurity about who I was, where I was, and what I, I could be. I was around people that were so different from wealthy families to not wealthy families. And I always wanted to be someplace and accepted. And it laid this foundation. It affected my ego. The things that come from ego, and I know we're getting long today, so uh, I apologize, but it's such a deep, deep topic. Uh, but some of the things that come from ego, uh, have you ever been called selfish? Has anybody ever said to you that you're acting selfish? Um, ask, why am I being labeled that way? What trait is causing me to do that? Is it an ego trait? Is it, well, I am selfish. Um, but, you know, don't justify it. Look for why people do that. Um, have you ever been called arrogant? These are the types of things that come from ego. These are the types of things that can be triggers for you to slow down, focus, be introspective, and wonder, who am I? Do you justify your answers? Okay, if you have to justify your answers, but they're not really rooted in reality, they're just justifications, you might have an ego problem. And you, if you want to solve that ego problem and you want to get better in these situations, you do, don't want people to keep asking you these questions. You're going to have to learn about what triggers you, what is making you act this way. If you get angry, if you're impatient, um, if you're arrogant, okay? Uh, does your anger deliver your message better than empathy? Do your actions move you forward or backwards? Uh, is the forward temporary? Or is it one step forward because of your arrogance and ego and three steps backwards later? So these are the things that you can do when you're being introspective, when you're slowing down and you're asking yourself, who am I? Um, ego is not always bad either. It can drive us to get through certain situations. I've got one quick example, baseball players. Baseball players, specifically those that hit or bat, I should say, fail 65, 70, 80% of the time. What carries a human through that failure over and over and over again? Oftentimes it's ego. And that is where you can understand your ego, understand the knowledge that you're good at something, understand uh, that you have this foundation that is positive and use it to your advantage to overcome, like for them, the negativity of failing 65, 70% of the time. However, don't let that get in the way. Those same athletes can also fall prey to thinking that because they're athletes, 
because they think they're important because they're good at something that people look up to, like baseball or football or politics, that their ego is so big that they can start to tell you things that they really shouldn't be telling you about. Baseball players, if they were to think about it and say, who am I as a baseball player? Um, they're not parents. They're not there to teach our parents. They are or could be role models, but they should stay role models. We should stay role models within our specific area of influence. And we, we move to get outside of that area of influence. We begin to threaten our own credibility and our own positive influence when we let our ego convince us that we're better or more important than others are in certain areas. Ultimately, our ego uh, can be the detriment of positive or negative or and or responsible influence. I've gone long today. Uh, it's a deep topic and I'm going to have a lot to say about who am I ego in the coming episodes, but here's the takeaways. Ego is your sense of identity. It can be complimentary or damaging to your influence. We all have an ego. It's an important part of who you are and it's a key part of being human. Know your ego and realize the importance as well as the risks that your ego has. Be respectful of those who are experiencing life around you. Consider your actions and the influence that you have on them, especially when your ego is involved. What's inside influences the outside. Remember, if you want to grow, face your demons and the things that hold you back. If you want to learn from yourself, ask others about their perceptions of you. And finally, be mindful of your impatience. Impatience can be and usually is a result of a certain amount of ego. Thank you again for staying with us through this longer episode, and I hope that you have a great, great day. I look forward to talking to you next about more ego, more who am I. Have a great night.